0: ever experienced what feels like an impossible or challenging situation, a test you didn't study for, a marathon you're about to run or maybe a promotion you absolutely must get for your life's plan to fall in place. Whether it's one of these scenarios or something similar, you might have found yourself seeking encouragement or motivation from Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and although you're not wrong, Christ is trying to strengthen you in a way you probably aren't expecting. And I'm Courtney, and this is Coffee for the Soul. We're both coffee and Jesus lovers. Our hope is that this podcast is a shot of energy for your spiritual life. In this season, we are looking at how our backgrounds influence our approach of the Bible and discover the true meaning of the most popular verses. So our verse today is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I feel like this was one of the most common, memorable verses out there. I remember even before having a relationship with Jesus, this verse was something I would often see stamped in articles involving like athletes or Mm -hmm. on pieces of art intended for like home decor or something you would hang on your wall. And I remember asking myself like, how can someone do all things? And how or why does Christ make that possible? And it left me with like a lot of questions and not so many answers about why things weren't working out the way I intended and I wrestled that like for a while at the beginning of my faith but yeah I don't know how about how about for you when did you first encounter the verse and what did it mean to you like have you had a scenario where you really leaned on this one
1: yeah uh so this verse was hard for me because when I was younger I really had questions like God why do I even need your strength? Like I could do a lot of things and accomplish a lot on my own. So like, why do I even need God when I can accomplish what I want just by myself? And of course, like I know now that God gave me those abilities in the first place. So really it was through his strength, but I didn't know that then. And it wasn't until I moved back to America after living in Zambia for a year that I experienced circumstances that I truly couldn't handle alone. Um, there was like reverse culture shock, getting used to America again. Um, It was hard and it came with depression, anxiety and frustration. And I wanted to lash out towards anyone, anything that I could get my hands on because I just couldn't navigate my emotions alone. And there was even this time driving to see my parents and I remember getting on the turnpike and just thinking like, It wouldn't be bad if my car crashed right now and i could just take a break from life and that hit me so hard because i hadn't had thoughts like that before and and i just needed god to just survive that season um and so for me doing my do all things in christ um, was just driving safely to see my parents And so that I could spend time with them and be encouraged by them. And and God made a way. I ended up calling my dad, and we prayed together. And and I know that the only reason I made it home safely that day was because Jesus' strength was working in me. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, the strength that we can find through Jesus, it
0: can literally be life-saving at times. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that's why we're doing Philippians 4.13 this time around and unpacking that. Um, And we mentioned the last episode that when we explore these verses, we need to first ask what God was saying to his people at that time before we really begin to understand what he's trying to say to us now. I think the context is so important. So for this one, we're in Philippians chapter four and we have Apostle Paul writing to the Philippians. But what's really kind of like going on at this time?
1: Yeah, so it's, important to know that Paul has a relationship with the people of Philippi. He has known them for about 10 years now. And the first time he met them was whenever he went to their city to start planning a church and to share about Jesus. And some people ended up giving their lives to Christ, and that's how the church was formed. And, but others were not as receptive and ended up arresting Paul and his co-worker Silas, and um, they were beaten and forced to leave the city. And arrested and all the things but the people that he left behind ended up becoming a really really strong church and they were lives that were changed by christ and so now paul's writing them 10 years later he's again in prison this time in rome and he's writing them just to encourage them and to thank them for their generosity
0: Okay, so we could probably safely assume that over this period and the fact that he's in prison again, that his condition at one point or another was probably
1: unfavorable. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> um, he, I mean, he tells us that. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty, he says. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry which I need to learn that because <laughs> hangry is a real thing um <laughs> whether living in plenty or in want he tells us he knows what it's like to be hungry and to suffer and he was probably hungrier than I've ever been <laughs> right which seems in line with someone with the experience of someone who's in prison yeah um, but what what was Paul like outside of prison too
0: Right, so he's been through some stuff. Like He practically <laughs> lists it for us in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, 23-33. Um, he's been shipwrecked a handful of times, beaten, stoned, left in the street, and honestly, that's just to name a few. And I mean, now he's in prison, not for the first time, and this is where we find him right into the Philippians. And like you said, he's, he's thanking them for their concern and that they financially gifted him. But if we go back to verse 11, Paul says to them, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. And I think this verse is important for the true meaning of what we're trying to discover in Philippians 4.13. He's basically saying, like, hey, I know that I'm in prison. Things aren't great, but I don't really need anything. Like, why? Because I've learned to be content in all situations, good or bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have already said like I can't even imagine this perspective right with just even just being hungry (laughs) Uh, but it really changes what the word need means for me and recently I've been saying things like in my mind like oh if I just had that title at work then I'd have certain opportunities or if I could just start our family now like if we just did that now then I'd be happy or once we've paid off all of our student loan debt, we'd be free to to do and give, like, so much. But that doesn't seem to fit with what Paul is saying, does it? No.
0: And, you know, sometimes it's just the small things, like, you know, if Olivia would eat more than just chicken nuggets at the (laughs) dinner table, that would be great, but... Hey, it looks so cheap. Right, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, like, we're just human. And, I mean, I'm guilty of this. And let's be honest, in a time of social media where we can see everybody's highlight reel, like it's hard to be content with what we actually just need. And in return, that makes it challenging. The challenging and troubling seasons of life 10 times more hard because we lost the perspective of being content or being happy. So when we get hit with that, we're going in like already feeling in the negative. Mm -hmm. Like we're not equipped to, to face what we need to. So, I mean, when you mentioned in verse 12 earlier, Paul said that he had learned the secret of being content in every situation. So, I mean, what's the secret?
1: It's the $10 million question, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, His secret is Christ. And that's exactly what he says in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And so when we take this verse kind of just at its face value, it's hard to see that it's about contentment. And that's the most dangerous aspect of this verse when we're misusing it is that it's no longer about Christ and it becomes more about us, more like I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Right.
0: So it's almost like we're calling on God to give us this favor and control for whatever we're trying to achieve, whether we have prepared for it or not, or more importantly, whether it's a part of his plan for us or not. It's Mm -hmm. almost like we're just like throwing that in this perfect timing right out the window. We're kind of taking life by horns and saying, hey, I believe I'm a Christian. I have Christ on my side, and through him I can accomplish anything. And that is not what Paul is saying at all.
1: Yeah, right. Like, it's a perfect example of why reading the Bible in context is just so incredibly important. So let's read, again, Philippians chapter 4, and we're just going to look at the couple verses ahead of time, verses 11 and 13, because I think that this is really going to help us put this verse into context and into the perspective that God's really trying to get across to us. So is that Paul writes, I am not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I know the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. So we just talked about who Paul is and what he's been through and currently going through when he writes this. But when we look at just the one verse, that one piece of scripture, we can see that he's talking about strength to endure the ups and the downs and the trials and all the seasons of life and finding contentment is just, in just the necessities. And so no matter what we're facing, we can be content because we have Christ.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I guess that would make sense, right? If he, as in like Paul, if he meant to mean it, anything is achievable with God on your side, then I imagine he would have busted out of prison from the get-go. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what he really means is the strength for life challenges come naturally when you find your contentment in God. And when you put a relationship with Jesus first, you realize you have everything you already need because God will provide it. And again, his timing is perfect, and so is his plan. And Jesus himself tells us this with Sermon on the Mount, in chapter 6, verses 31 through 34. And he says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own.
1: Wow. Like when we prioritize Jesus, not only does our perspective change, but so does our heart. And we can not only find contentment in any and every situation, but even when life doesn't go as planned or how we expected it, we can trust and just find comfort. in the fact that God's in control. And he understands that each day is just enough for us, that we can't handle anything more, and that we can trust in him to take care of the rest. And I think that's one of the dangers of the misuse of Philippians 4.13. Like, people take it and run, run with it. And I know I've done this, and we use it to just build ourselves up or as motivation to achieve something that we start. But then we start pointing fingers at God whenever we're not successful in it. Right, And I mean, I can relate with that one, too,
0: especially coming from a non-Christian background. Misinterpretation of this verse can easily be detrimental for someone new to faith. You walk in thinking you mm-hmm. can do anything because God will give you strength to do to do it. And the world is your oyster for whatever you wish to do. And then the moment something bad happens, you start questioning like who Jesus is. And because the strength to do all things isn't the type of strength that you thought it was. Wow. Fortunately, Paul has shared this secret with the Philippians, and in return has shared it with us. And he states twice, "This is something he has learned," which implies for us this is not an instantaneous gratification type of thing. It's going to take a change of perspective, a change of heart, and most importantly, an intentional relationship with Christ. So, how can we start doing this today? How can we apply Philippians four thirteen to our lives correctly?
1: Yeah, all we have to do is go back a few verses to Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. And we see a little bit about just what contributed to his relationship with Christ and and ultimately what changed his perspective in his heart and really found uh, where he found that unshakable contentment from. So verse six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Paul's telling us to pray, pray about everything, which is so hard for me. And to not be anxious about anything, also really hard. (laughs) He says by supplication and thanksgiving, which is basically just saying, ask humbly and give thanks to God, that we can tell God what we need, which he already knows, but it's good for us to tell him anyway and to be grateful for what he has given us. And as a result, Paul says that we're going to have the peace of God, And it's going to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, which is what we need, right? Right. For this secret of contentment, for our hearts and our minds to be guarded so that we can live a life that honors God by being content. And it all starts with prayer. really seems simple, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) And I know for me, prayer is sometimes just how I communicate with God and build our relationship. Like Sometimes I just want to talk to Him, and that can really look different. Um, for anyone and it can happen in many different ways like you could be sitting in the car or by yourself or you could actually pray with others too
1: yeah for sure, I mean for me it's important to be praying about everything and to have my one on one time with Jesus and um, and his word and and really to be with my group of other believers and other women who are just my people, they remind me um, they just remind me of what God has given me And that he's provided for everything that I need.
0: Right. And, I mean, that's a really good point, too. Like, having your group of people um, just to either share those stories and encouragement Mm -hmm. with, of like, the way God is working in their life as well. But also um, just to sometimes hold you accountable. Like, life gets hard. And sometimes it's even hard to just pray. So just having that group of people to, you know, just, like, help you through that. So... I know, like, for me, I use Group Finder on the LCBC website. Okay. And I have been through, actually, a couple different groups. um, And the amount of relationships I've made through that has made a substantial difference, like, not only in my life but in
1: my faith. And,
0: I mean, I'll actually link
1: that at the the bottom of the episode, too. Because there's so many groups online now, too, that, like, if somebody doesn't have that, they can totally just, like, jump in and find their people, right?
0: Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always need to be related around a Bible study it's just a group of people who you know their lives have been changed by Christ and they're just connecting mm-hmm. it could be hiking it could yeah. be anything just like having that that way to connect so yeah I think it's really important to make that a part of the application and I mean we'll be we'll be praying that for everyone who's listening that you can apply um, take these ways to apply Philippians 4:13 to your everyday life and find the strength of contentment through
1: Christ. In- Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you found this time helpful and beneficial for your spiritual journey. If so, please subscribe to be notified when our next Energy Shot for the Soul is available. Join us next time as we unpack Ephesians 5, 22 and discover how we can apply that biblical truth to our lives today. We'll see you next month. Thank you.